Hey, welcome back to Spellstorm Miniatures. Uh, my name is Jeremiah. I'm Dan. And this is Chad. And our goal here is to just inspire you to play as many games as possible, even when we're in stay-at-home mode from the COVID crisis of 2020. Yep. <laughs> um, this is episode uh, 38, and uh, we like to talk about miniature war games, but uh, we're probably going to be talking about a number of other things because there's just other things going on. <laughs> yeah, I've got a little... Uh horn tooting to do a little bit later in the uh in the hobby section so right on right on well uh our normal rhythm is to talk about games that uh, we have played um have any of you played any games lately only uh league of legends <laughs> that's that's about it yeah yeah, yeah how about you dan person no yeah i mean video some video games but that's you know <laughs> yeah yeah i um you know i've got kids uh in the house and so we got some uh, commander games in and and we're still rocking the seven wonders and I, nice. i'm happy to report that the last game we played i won so oh, yeah and it was pretty funny because we're about halfway through I think the third age and just kind of looking at my cards and trying to figure out what to play. And I was sitting next to Laura and she was looking at her cards and she kind of looks over at my board state and she just goes, what are you doing? And I just kind of <laughs> go, Oh, I don't know. And then <laughs> at the end I won. So uh, <laughs> take that Laura. No, next um, <laughs> Better to be lucky than good. Next time. Uh, next time. Oh, I had happens. a plan. She just didn't see it. Uh -oh. Next time that happens, you should just say, "Don't worry about it." <laughs> yeah, I'm not. I'm not witty. I'm not. I'm not. I don't think fast <laughs> on my feet like some folks. So that's uh, um, yeah. That's, that's my favorite response whenever someone was like, whenever someone says that, they're like, "What are you doing over there?" I'm like, Shh, "Don't worry about it. Just, <laughs> just worry about your own stuff. Don't worry about me." Yeah, that's right. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, oh. I do have something to report that's sort of new. Um, our RPG group has officially migrated over to Roll20. Oh, yeah. So we had our MCC game last week, and then last night we did our, well, we kind of had an Eberron session uh, last night. And so we're all learning about all the different tools that are available to us. And Oh, yeah. And um, yeah, so it's gonna be it's gonna be fun. I think it's gonna one be thing, easier than I thought. One of the things that blew my mind, but one of our other players' minds more, was there's a tool when you're on a map um, and you have your character icons down on the map and stuff. There's a tool you can use over on the side that will allow you to click and drag an arrow, and it'll show you uh, range and feet, so you can check like spell measurements and stuff like that. Nice. Very uh, nice. super handy there's so many tools available yeah i was having fun um importing icons for npcs oh nice and so but, but i have before our next session i'm going to input a few npcs and have them ready to go yeah. and um i'm looking looking forward to playing around with it i don't know i was telling my group though last night with everything being online these days even work 
I've got serious Zoom fatigue. Like I yeah. don't want to be behind my computer. And <laughs> as much as I enjoy playing role playing games, I don't want to be doing that behind a computer either. I um I really want to just play in person again. Yeah. I want to see a human. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I don't know. So it's uh it's a it's a weird weird time that we're in. That's uh that's all I keep saying. That's about all I can say. Yeah. So I sent a I sent a selfie picture of myself and so Nick and I have been working on rearranging some things on the new side of the game store rearranging nice. where some of the tables and bookshelves and stuff are uh, to make it a little bit better for what we have in the future. And so uh, Perry was talking about missing, missing the game store. And so I sent a picture of myself and then the, the <laughs> everything in shambles <laughs> behind me and sent it to him. I was like, because I know you're missing the game store. He's like, Oh my gosh, another human. Hello friend. <laughs> <laughs> I've been in this camp for eight years. They have me locked in with spells and I can't get out. <laughs> yep. 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 Mm. Yeah. One advantage I have over you guys though, during this season is that, is that, uh, I live with someone who plays war machine. Yeah. And so I'm Oz and I got, uh, another game in and I'm, I was, I still ran Xerxes one. I, I wasn't ready to, to give them up because I'm having so much fun with them. Um, but the problem is, is that it's a, it's a high armor skew. And, and so he decided that he would, he would come with a siphon and in operation theater, operating theater. Yeah. And, and so he had like six monstrosities on the table and, and you would think that on feet turn, he would, you know, be able to, to do some van damage against me. But um, I, I tucked in behind a forest, and, and he wasn't able to, you know, really work around it. Um, uh. I told him afterwards, I think he feeded too early. And had he, had he kind of waited, maybe he fed me one monstrosity or something, because, because he feeded, and then, and then he did all the work that he could do, and then, but then he left everything in a position where... Uh, where I could then counterfeit, yeah. and and on my counterfeit, I'm I'm plus I'm gaining additional die on on melee attacks, and yeah. and that's just beautiful, right? Yeah. So, or melee damage rolls, I should yeah. say, not 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 attack rolls. And Even, I think isn't Siphon's feast also like plus three armor? It's so like yeah, plus three speed, strength, and armor, and even yep. with that armor buff, like. Those monstrosities only get up to like armor twenty, armor twenty one, maybe twenty two, which is not yeah. that big of a deal. Like scorn no. already hits pretty hard, and then you put Xerxes' feet on top of that, and then you just you're tipping yeah. the scales even more in your favor. Yeah, I will say we played on the new scenario. Um, what's it called? Like anarch? No, not what's no, the, it's the split the decision one? Yeah, yeah, oh, it's yeah. called split decision. And so we had, you know, we had the one. Um, circle um zone um and then on one side and then the two flags and the two objectives on the other side yeah and it wasn't as lively as i thought it would be um let's see i think i i think i won top of three and i was up two one and and 
we, we were both of us jammed that circle zone so much that there was just no way anybody was going to score yeah. that uh, well, without said, any some serious shenanigans. You and said so, top of three? Boy, I think so. I don't See, bottom of bottom of two, we each scored one. Yeah, because top of, I mean, top of three, that's only two opportunities for scoring. That's true. That's true. That's you actually, only, you only just scored at the end of his turn. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> so that's, well, no, yeah. well, okay. But I, I mean, I, I would like to actually, like, I, I took a glance at it and it looks yeah. really weird, but I know that the, um, I know that the measurements and the, I know it's not to, not appropriate to scale. And so I would actually like to get the elements for that scenario and put it out on a table and actually take a look at it because it looks like it looks like the flags and objectives are just super, super clustered up. And it feels like almost nothing's gonna happen in either of those places. So but I mean I haven't I haven't played it and I haven't seen it on the table. Um so well, I, it's really I easy to contest. Myself. Like if yeah. you're if you're up and you're gonna you're gonna try to score on your flag, it's only just seven more inches, and you're contesting their flag, and so um, you know because only they're only like twelve inches apart or something, and so I mean not uh, seven inches, but depend eight inches I guess gives you within four to contest, right? Um, it's so um, um, but but like but if you're pushing your element, so I had a unit over there with repo three, and so mm-hmm. I was just. Oh, boom, boom! Let's contest. Okay, and you know, yeah. and and so, um, so it's it's interesting. I, I'm not gonna. It's my first attempt, so I'm not gonna say anything negative about it. Yeah. But I'm not. I'm not gonna be. Yeah, you know, I don't know how I feel about it in general, but yeah. I'm not gonna be overly positive either. I like. I, I like that it is different. It does yeah. feel and look different, which I do like. Another Pine and Kraken, I think, played a game on it uh, not that long ago, and Pine was concerned because they didn't feel like they felt like it was dead. And after playing the game, they said that they thought it was much more lively than they originally thought. And I'm mm. hoping that that's the situation, but you know, time will yeah. tell. Yeah, I felt the same way about like some of the other scenarios. Just felt kind of very dead initially from the last packet, uh, and then after watching some uh, after playing some of them from sr19 uh they were a lot more lively you know than you thought they were yeah yeah i remember that i remember some of the pre-discussion or like the pre-ramble before it actually dropped and then when people started playing games and sr19 they, yeah. yeah i remember that i remember that conversation especially i don't what was the oh god i'm so terrible i don't remember the name of the scenario that's got the two rectangles that are sitting on the edges of the board there's an objective in each one of them and then there's a circular zone with a flag in the middle that one is like if you're not paying attention and you went first Mm -hmm. it's really easy to lose on bottom of two like it is if you mm. don't properly contest zones uh or if you've got a very small force it is very easy to win that scenario it's very easy to 50 that uh that scenario in a single turn because mm. you can score the zone you can score the flag in the middle of the zone you can score your rectangular zone you can score the enemy rectangular zone and then take out the objective destroy, if you destroy the objective yeah so like if you kill an objective kill contesting models and score the flag you can very easily 5-0 that scenario in a single turn if you're if you're not that's really hard yeah 
That doesn't feel good. I will say on this new one, uh, I think ambushing units are going to have a lot to uh, a lot to say in that scenario. Yeah. I think and, that was also like true about SR nineteen. Yeah, that was very true about SR nineteen as well. Yeah. So I think trolls can still do it. They can hang in there. Come on, yeah. <laughs> oh, just more storm it, in the Dan. north. That it, that yeah. explains why so many people are doing double storm in the north is because double ambushing bears is real scary. Yeah. And it lookouts. Is. Don't forget the lookouts. They yeah. may look weak, but uh, they pull their weight. Hey, man, that yeah. dude in the snowman is legit. It's like yeah. one of the greatest models that Privateer has ever created. Like, he's my good. leader. I don't care what you say. Oh, he's so <laughs> great. pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> but, I mean, I like yeah, it looks like an interesting scenario. I'm kind of excited to play it. And then also the uh, objectives changing a little bit. So, yeah. yeah. I didn't and get the, the chance to look at them really closely. Yeah. The train, the train's like, uh, it's kind what, of interesting. We have crater and we have yeah. tall grass. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So crater is treated as a trench template, except yeah. it is irregularly shaped and often circular. Yes. Craters could not be larger than five inches in, in diameter. Yeah. Unlike trenches, craters cannot be placed in contact with other craters and must follow the normal rules for restricted terrain. Yeah, so they can't be within three inches of any other piece of restrictive terrain, I think is what the rule is, if I remember yeah. right. Which but, is kind of weird, because like if you've seen really blasted Battlelands, you can absolutely have two craters next to each other, but that would also be right. super good. Yeah. yeah. You can more easily fit circular bases in them, I think. And then Tallgrass is unrestricted, but it is rough terrain that provides concealment to small and medium base models completely within its perimeter. And these terrains, train features should not be approximately this. Uh, these terrain features should be approximately the same size as most forests. Yeah. So. I think, I think that one's a really cool one. I had forgotten about right. the stip the stipulation about small and medium bases only, which yeah. makes sense because the war Jack is, uh, the 50 millimeter bases is uh, on scale with like 10 or 12 feet tall, I think, if yeah. they were in real life. I think they're supposed to be like 10 or 12 feet tall because the medium base is like the 7 to 8 feet. Yes. Sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. I'll, I'll say yes. And then we'll just roll it. It's like around the 7 foot tall, which is like scary if you think about the butcher. Like, yeah, that is a would, that is a wall of a man. <laughs> those that's the stuff that nightmares are made of, right there. Yeah, so. exactly. <laughs> well, especially uh, right. The, yeah, right. Richard Richard. Richard. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> with no shirt on. That's a lot of belly at you. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah. why don't we uh, get on topic? We are continuing our faction reviews and what we normally do is we'll pick uh, two different factions to review and we ask just three questions uh, of each faction if you were to pick up this faction which warcaster or warlock would you play first mm -hmm. uh, which theme force looks the most interesting to you and then which model do you want to paint the most but uh, we are made it almost towards the end of the list and one of the factions uh, is mercenaries. And there are so many options in this faction. Something like nine different themes. Yeah. 
And so, and the, and the mercenary faction, it's so diverse that uh, we made the choice to just designate one whole episode uh, to mercenaries. Yep. And, and so, and how we're going to differ it this time is instead of uh, which theme force is the most interesting, what we're going to do is well, we're going to pick two. And and so we're gonna we're gonna each talk about two of them and and didn't we have a stipulation on those two, Chad? Yeah. So the idea is that so there's there's really kind of two different types of mercenary theme forces. There's a lot of the core ones that were mercenary specific that kind of carry over from Mark II, which is things like operating theater, uh, irregulars, um, Ion Charter. Dan- yeah, Italian Charter, Sear Italian, Forge, yeah, whatever. Uh, and then you have a bunch of the other fa- a bunch of the other theme forces that have recently come out that are very cross faction heavy. That is yeah. your Flame in the Dark and your Strange Bedfellows, and in some ways also Laylee's Resistance. Dan and yep. I were actually talking about this before. The before is that I was looking through them, and Kingmaker's Army is actually like a cross faction theme technically, um, because you can take. Signar models, but I guess it doesn't. It doesn't quite fit. Uh, it doesn't quite fit as much as Flame in the Dark and uh, Strange Bedfellows because you can't play the same theme in another faction like you can with those. Yeah. So we're gonna pick one of the core ones that are kind of the homages from Mark II, uh, yeah. and then we're going to pick one of the newer ones that are the really cross he- uh, cross faction heavy. Yep. Why don't you and and are we just for clarif- for clarification here? Are we still only picking one warcaster, or uh, I picked a different warcaster for each faction. Okay, here. okay. or sorry okay. for each theme because they're okay. very different themes. Essentially, I did that as well. Okay, yeah. so I think we're on the same page. Yeah. So so we can probably answer the first and second questions at the same time um, mm-hmm. today. So. All right. Um, who would like to go first? I, I guess I'll go ahead and go first. <laughs> All right. <laughs> um, That's quality so, airtime right there. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the first one, I thought about doing um, Kingmaker's Army because I'm a big fan of Magnus. I think he's a super cool character. He's really interesting. Um but because of like what I mentioned, it's kind of a cross faction thing. There's a lot of Signar stuff in there. I decided not to go with that one. I went with a different theme force that gets that allows you to play a lot of the really cool, kind of more zany models that have come out recently, which is irregulars, where you get access to a lot of the riot quest solos. So you get a lot of cool new toys to play with. I feel like that theme force has gotten a lot of a lot of love recently. Um, I did still pick the man, the myth, the legend, Magnus one, the traitor. <laughs> uh, and then for the, uh, the second theme force I picked was, uh, well, why don't we do one at a time? Okay. You... Well, I, I was going to just talk about, oh yeah. All right. I'll just talk about the list <laughs> that I made. Yeah. Yeah. Um, this is kind of a different episode. This, yeah. The way that we're formatting it a little bit. Yeah, I guess we should just think of it at like the same and just the two lists are two different factions. Okay, kind we could do it that there way too. Yeah. yeah, sounds good. All right. Um, so uh, I did Magnus the Traitor in Irregulars. Uh, the list that I made was really to kind of be a very punishing gunline list with some good uh, melee backup, which is kind of the 
combined forces lists that I like making. So this is Magnus one, Silas Wishnailer, two Renegades, a Mule, and a Rover is his battle group. Um, and then I've got Eris one, Kel Baylock, and Scythe as kind of my three uh, requisition points. Uh, and then for some more fun to the kind of elite sniper team, uh, I threw Dez in there as well. And then I've got a Gobber Tinker. I've got Lady Ayana and Holt, Master Holt. Uh, mm -hmm. A full unit of Chaosi Assassins with the Underboss, and then a full unit of Idrian Skirmishers with the Chieftain Attachment. So the uh, with the Idrian Skirmishers getting advanced deployment, uh, Magnus One is a very, very upkeep-heavy Warcaster, but he gets to upkeep spells on his battle groups for free. Uh, and then I have Silas in there because he has a lot of spells that he actually wants to put on units as well. Because hmm. his spell list is Archantric Bolt, which is just his range 10 power 12 nuke. Uh, he has Blur, Death Ward, Iron Aggression, Scourge, and Snipe. So you can snipe the Idrians. Uh, and if your opponent has AD that's not stealth or super high defense, um, you can put Prey on them with the Idrians. So then they become Rat 7. They also have CRA. And then you throw a Snipe onto them. And then they can walk and shoot into the AD line on the first turn. Oh, nice. Yeah. Death Ward and Iron Aggression are both great spells for the Rover, because the Rover has three initial attacks, because its shield cannon also has point blank, so it counts as a melee attack. Uh, but then you can also throw Death, Death Ward on it, which gives the model unit plus two armor, or maybe it's just model, gives plus two armor, and if it's a Warjack, you get a pick where the damage goes. Uh, and so you can keep it alive for a lot longer by picking where the damage goes and which columns get knocked out and such. Hmm. Yeah, it's kind of a nice thing. Well, when you first originally said rover, it's like, man, you don't hear me many people putting rovers on, at least. I yeah, seen. I think that I think it's awesome. I think it's a super cool jack. Uh, it's got pretty solid stat line and pretty good rules. The drawback is, is like the Toro kind of overshines it. A big part of it is that extra inch of melee range because the Toro's is a two inch melee. And I think it's POW 17 or 18. I think it's 18 on its battle blade. Um, and then you have the counter charge feature and it's yeah. a little bit more durable, but I really like the Rover. It's Matt. It's a uh, speed five. It's Matt six rat five. It's a 1018 with a shield, so it goes to 1020. It's got a range 10 POW 14 cannon. Uh, it's got a POW 13 shield, and then it's got a POW 17 axe. Uh, and then it's got point blank shield guard, and then it has tried and true. So any repair checks against it um, gain an additional, remove an additional one damage, which is part of the reason why I put nice. the copper tinker in there. And yeah, then you can the really new. Maximize that. Yeah, and the mule is also super good because it, with the recent changes, it got bumped up to just um, a natural range of 12. And then if it aims, it gets steam powered, so it gets plus four range, which you can also stack snipe on top of that to make yes. it range 20. And crit devastation mm -hmm. on that one too, right? And yep, and arcing yep. fire. Yeah. And then that one also has tried and true. That one's got a reach uh, POW 16 melee weapon. So he's also like a decent melee option if something, if he's like going in to finish something off. But his main job, along with the two renegades, are get into positions to 
use their guns in very annoying ways. And it's the same thing, same idea with um, Eris One and Cal Baylock both have deadly shot, so you can put nine automatic points of damage into something wherever you want it, and then you've got Scythe that gets you know up to four Weapon Master shots on a target, and you've got Dez's gun. Uh, that's got momentum on it, so you can crit slam or you can slam something or knock something over. Definitely. Hmm. So it definitely looks like a super fun list to play. Uh, I think I've got almost all the pieces for this. I think I own everything in this. I just have to find <laughs> my second renegade. Hmm. So like that might be a list that I would actually play. Oh, I don't have Idrians. That's the that's the one drawback. But yeah, Idrians are so good. They're probably one of the best range units in the game. They're really good. Yeah. Hmm. All right, Dan. What do you got for your uh, for your so, first theme? So way back when, I'm looking at it. Um, Mercs, I just kind of looked at as like, oh, hey, you know, Mercs play well into Signar, and okay, don't really need to collect them. And then those uh, little dwarves popped up, and I was like, all right, these dwarves dudes are are kind of looking cool. <laughs> so I think if I was to first start getting into it, um, Osram is a is a great caster to learn on, <laughs> yeah. I would say. Um, however, that's not the one I, I chose for my list. I end up going with uh, Mad Hammer. Yeah, um, because <laughs> you know, like I said, Ostrom, Ostrom's cool and all, but like Mad Hammer just has some some craziness to him, and yeah. again, almost you can kind of build a gun line as well into him. I mean, yeah. considering he gives his um, ranged weapon weapons of his jacks continuous fire, that's yep. kind of cool. Um, then his own weapon has you know like case cracker, so. Um, you can have have some armor or you know carpet bombing or incinerary like he just has options there um and then being able to toss up like primed i mean fraction warrior model or unit gains plus two to melee and damage rolls um granted you're taking a hit to arm Hmm. but you know you're just firing them out there um force field's always a great one right oh, oh, but if, but if you get yeah. killed you explode dan you miss well you forgot oh, the sorry. best part of prime sorry let me put that in there too because yeah <laughs> you can just get some craziness with your guys yeah pow 14 uh blast damage um <laughs> when they when they go up yep. um it's a three inch aoe yeah so yeah. it's a three inch aoe that's like oh you killed me cool boom <laughs> Yeah. So you're going uh, with me. <laughs> you can do some crazy stuff with that. Um, he has red line, so target warjack gains the plus two strength and speed, run, charge, slam, trample for free. Or without spending, but then you take a little bit of damage. But you know, D three damage on a on a big you know, dwarf jack isn't too too bad. Yeah, or sorry, Rulik. I guess they're they're Rulics, they're not dwarves, sorry. Um <laughs> You know, and then just his his feat is friendly faction models gain gunfighter and boosted attack rolls and damage rolls with AOE weapons. Yep. So, you he know, I put everything yeah. go boom. Exactly. Um, I mean, the fact that he also has a reach weapon, his lever is a two inch, you know, PS thirteen. I mean, not the best, but yeah. You know, that's when I look at him. I'm like, okay, he's a you know, speed five, 14 defense, 17 armor, and 16 boxes. He's not exactly the most survivable, so you got to be a little bit careful, I think, with him. Um, yeah. But of course, I landed him into Hammer Strike because that's the Rulik theme. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And underneath him, I put uh, two Gordzen Avalanchers. Mm-hmm. Uh, again, mainly because they have range 12, 4-inch AOE, POW 14 cannons. So yep. under feet, they're going to do pretty good. They have Shield Guard to help keep him safe on the approach. Um, and Hammer Strike grants uh, Repo. So they can actually kind of start moving in. They also have Quake. Um, then a pair of Siege Crawlers because... <laughs> man the siege toilets are just like so mean i still think they're almost one of the best battle engines for the points right um yeah and they have what 40 boxes of course a couple aoe cannons on them um plus their other shots dual attack girded periscope so like i said even if they're stealth hey you're not stealth for this turn i'm gonna yep. get you um then uh, underneath them there's a lot of pairs in here uh, steelhead gunners, two steelhead gunners. Um, mainly when that unit came out, I was like, these guys are pretty cool. They're shooting spray eight fires. Um, and more importantly, they can give like siege tac- tactics and veteran leader onto the R- Rulik weapon crew. Mm-hmm. Um, then uh, uh, Harlow hold them high um, as a rec point. At, again, because that's your gun mage dwarf. Um, like you're saying with Scythe, right? He can get up four shots. Well, I mean, not even get up to. He gets four shots, right? He has. Yeah. He's a two-handed with rate of fire two. Um, bunch of symbols and rules on him, but he can do his ghost shot. So not caring about terrain. He has incinerary as well, so he can still do the fire fun. Um, a pair of um, min units of forge guard, uh, Horgan hold forge guard. Um, <laughs> tough just tough forge guard up there and they play hammer well dwarves. with yeah hammer dwarves man <laughs> they play well with the siege crawlers because you know chuck them around there the siege crawler can spit back out uh, d3 grunts so mm-hmm. as long as you're keeping like one alive you can kind of replenish that unit um up front in front of them hopefully maybe protecting them a little bit from some jack just strolling right in on you <laughs> or at least try um then a pair of uh horgan hold artillery corps um again yep. mainly because the gunner is going to add speed to them to get them up the field further and then you could uh siege weapon them if you're going against some colossals so basically yeah. this, this or another list battle is... engine and then they're... or another battle engine yeah and then they're pow know. 14 boosted weapon masters yep yeah. oh it's huge yeah right yeah. You know, and then they have repo because of the theme as well. So again, you, you're just kind of you're pushing them up the field pretty good. Um, arcing fire, brutal damage. Yeah, it just they just look fun as well. And then um, Hearn and Hearn and John, um, <laughs> they don't they don't get much love, but I think in this list they fit really well because Hearn has artillerist, so that yep. plus two rat. So again, a bunch of these things have AOEs. So I can almost give a plus two rat to anybody. Um, and then uh, John has, has a, uh, the barrage, right? So yeah. um, his is another AOE weapon. So he can also now benefit from that AOE. Plus you need a nice small unit that maybe shows around there to score zones. So yeah. they can, if you haven't gathered, the basic idea is a bunch of AOEs that are either hopefully scattering upon you or hitting you or under feet turn. I could take down one to two uh, large base yeah. or huge base, uh, huge base models um, as long as they're kind of alive. And then hopefully after the end of that, 
you don't have much that can take down the siege crawlers and they just start, you know, running into everybody and yep. shooting them up. So, yeah. yeah. I think Hern and John gets uh, see play with Osram in Hammer Strike because he has fire for effect. And yep. Putting fire for effect on the carpet bomb uh, special ranged attack that he does is really, really good. Exactly. Yeah. So they all seem fun. Plus, I think uh, they're a uh, Rulik unit um, naturally anyway, so it fits. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Nice. What about you, Jeremiah? Yeah, it seems like each one of us kind of picked our the 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 thing that we like the most about mercenaries. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I naturally had to go with operating theater. I knew it. Yeah, <laughs> I really <laughs> place do. <laughs> I really do like uh, Cephalix a lot, and um, I had a hard time choosing uh, which kind of list I wanted to make. And so what I decided to do was go with Siphon um, just because I think Siphon has just a really fun kit and, um, you know, a lot of just fun things to play with. Um, so there's there's some defense fixing with Breath Stealer and, you know, and he can clear out some small infantry with em- emphatic overload. Yep. Um, but my one of my favorite stuff is the movement shenanigans, and that's Gallows being yeah. able to push someone directly towards um, the gallows point of origin and he's able to um, uh, do essence amplifier which means he can cast a spell um, through one of the friendly drudges um, and if I do the spell gains plus five range or so so I can just start you know so I can ambush in a unit of drudges and then cast a spell from there as long as they're in the control range right and then yeah. it just pulls someone out of scenario um, and just fun things like that. I mean, I yeah. really enjoy that stuff. Uh, that's one. That's one of the things I fell in love with Fexus, um, just because of all the movement stuff. Yeah. But Siphon has his own his own version of that. Um, for my list, I was really torn with throwing in as many monstrosities as possible or not, and I went with the not version. And so I, I gave him Doctor Stygius and a Warden and, and three Wreckers. And so we're dealing with four monstrosities there. Uh, Stygius is one of the one of the free requisitions. Uh, two agitators count as one requisition. Uh, Throw in a pistol wraith for scenario and for some uh, selective shooting. Yep. And I wanted to. And then here's the the, the biggest question I had was. Is is I I know I needed a unit of of mind slavers. They're the ones that gain um, ambush through the theme, and also uh, to be able to use his essence amplifier. I needed some drudges on the board. The question was, you know, do I do two mins? Do I do one max? I mean, I I really had a hard time of of not knowing um, because the other thing that I really love are the overlords, and yeah. they have the best sprays in the game, and so yeah. So I have one min unit of mind slavers and one unit of overlords. And as long as I don't misdeploy them, they'll be effective. Um, but, uh, but to round it out, I wanted to throw in some new toys that I haven't really had a chance to play with. And so I don't really know uh, what they'll do or, or if they're even helpful in the list, but I want to try them. And so a single Void Archon and then Gatsby 4 with uh, Helldiver and a Stalker. Ooh. And 
Nice. So I knew I knew the stalker, um, that's some anti-healing tech and stuff like that. So there's a lot of ways to get rid of tough and anti-healing and stuff like that in this list. Um, but then, but the the Helldiver was mostly because it fit the points, yeah. and and everything was just one or two off. And I was like, I could do this. No, I can't really do that. And so, um, but yeah, I wanted to throw in some new toys, and I just wanted to use a just a fun underrated caster that no one really cares about, but yeah you know, but can still be good. So uh, one fun fact, I was thinking, I was doing a little bit of reading about this, you know, his feet, you know, it gives you the, you know, the plus three to speed, strength and arm for a round. Yeah. Uh, um, at the end, everyone has to take a um, point of damage in, in their column, in each column, uh-huh. uh, except for any monstrosity that you have activated before the feet. It's oh. not, not applicable. And so, oh. Yeah, so that's uh, so that you can. I mean, it, it feels silly wasting a feat on you know half your half your available monstrosities, but but there might be a time when you just really want to activate one or two and uh, you know to do some serious work for a round. And um, so this that didn't I didn't realize that I've always played it where everyone just got damaged and yes. not not really paying attention. So uh, that's something I learned, by the way. So yeah. yeah. So yeah, I love Cephalix. I would, I will, all, I will always have a Cephalix army to play. To play, it's that's I'll never get rid of it. So, what I love is you just got done telling us about well, how you beat Cypher. Second theme. Yeah, yeah, that's true. <laughs> mm. uh, Your second theme. Go ahead. So uh, for my for my second theme, um, I decided to go with a shiny new lady who would actually be. The model that I'm most excited to paint, which is Ashland 2, uh, the Queen's Blade. And mm. I have been playing around trying to figure out what theme force to play her in. Because um, she can actually play in a couple of different ones that all look really interesting. I, I made an, a list, an irregulars list uh, with her because uh, I like the idea of playing with like a bunch of the cool solos and stuff. But uh, for this, I decided to go with Laylee's resistance because it's kind of the most obvious choice. You get access to, you get usage out of all of her spells because her, um, her unique spell blood of Liberty only works on Laylee's models. Uh, and it's a really good spell. It's a, it's uh cost to range self. Uh, round duration, and it says, while in this model's control range, living Laylee's models gain tough and unyielding, and it lasts for one round. Uh, so it's hmm. super, super good. So I've got uh, Ashlyn and her two uh, her two buddies that come with her. Uh, Silas Wishnailer, a swashbuckler, a mule, and a mangler for her battle group. So kind of light, focus-efficient uh, battle group because she's really, really strapped for focus. Um, Swashbucklers got three initial attacks. Yeah. Uh, oh wait, I'm sorry. It's got assault and then two other attacks. Um, that one's a he's a good little jack for eight points. Uh, Mule is a great. It's just a great ranged jack. If you just run it turn one and let it camp there and just aim and boost a shot every single turn. <laughs> um, Manglers are great focus efficient jacks because they're aggressive. They get to run and charge for free. They have Thresher on their Reach Chain Weapon. Uh, and then for the rest of the list, I've got uh, Eilish 1, Terran, De La Ravisi, uh, Ragman, Harrison Gibbs, 
a Gawa, uh, Gawa Tinker, two units of Thorn Gun Mages. And then for this theme, you get to pick two units from up to three other factions, either Signar, uh, Protectorate, or Crucible Guard. Uh, both units have to be from the same faction, but then they become friendly faction mercenary models, and they all become Leilis, as long as they're in the theme force. So for the two that I picked, I picked two Protectorate uh, units. I picked Temple Flame Guard and Cinerators. A full unit of each of them uh, with the unit attachments, uh, because they will get to benefit from uh, Blood of Liberty, so it gets both those units tough, and then it also brings them up to really high defense. Uh, and then also on her spell list, she has Hand of Fate, which is super good, Artifice of Deviation to put down an AoE for some spot cover, wherever you want it to be. Uh, Perdition is pretty decent, but I don't feel like she's ever really going to use that spell. Uh, and then the other big spell that's on her... Uh, spell list is True Path, uh, which is cost three, range self, control. Uh, a couple other casters have this. Uh, it says the spellcaster and friendly faction warrior models units beginning their activation in its control gain plus two inches of movement while advancing as part of normal movement and Pathfinder during their activations. So that really helps speed up the incinerators uh, who are generally pretty slow. Um, hmm. They're normally speed four. Um, but with the officer, they get uh, they have shield wall, and then they also have the mini feet of defensive. So with truth path up, um, if you don't do it like with true path, they get plus two inches of movement, so they can charge nine uh, with two inch melee, and then they have defensive formation, so they repo five still with pathfinder uh, into shield wall, and then they. Our armor uh, 17, 21, 23 with Blood of Liberty. Yeah, and that's pretty good. They're all five wounds apiece. So it's pretty solid. And then they all get. Uh, I thought there was something else, some other benefit, but uh, they also have vengeance um, all the time, which is pretty cool. So do you have all the models to play this list? I don't, actually. Uh, I do now have Cinerators, or I will soon. No, I have... No, oh, soon. Soon I'll have Cinerators. Um, <laughs> but I don't have the Gun Mages or the Tubble. Hmm. Or Harrison Gibbs. I've got everything else, though. Nice. Is Harrison Gibbs the one with the cat? Yes. I had him at one time when I had mercenaries before and I never glued the cat to his base. And then when I <laughs> sold all my stuff, I was like, you can, you can have my Gibbs, but you don't get Gibbs's cat. The cat is mine. So I still have him as, I still have him as a bit sitting with some of my other bits. I haven't decided where I'm going to put yeah. it on a base somewhere, but I think that's a common thing. Cause I have a cat, but I don't have Harrison. Gibbs. <laughs> that's that's uh one of the best bits the privateers ever made is that cat well, and i love how it goes with this card of hot meal so yeah basically serving up his cat is the way i always picture it yeah. oh dear <laughs> oh it's terrible it's apparently well, not the way that it's supposed to be but that's the way everyone envisions it being yes mm -hmm. <laughs> going dark 
Yep. So. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Dan, what'd you uh, end up picking for your cross-faction list? So I went with Flame in the Darkness. Oh, yeah. And, you know, speaking of dark, let's light it up here. Uh, Mainly, (laughs) it's a fun one. Um, It's one I've been eyeing for with Signar, but in Mercs, it works quite well as as well. Um, Mainly because they're all considered the same faction, and then all the units gain Vengeance. So Mm -hmm. that's kind of of a big one there. So I chose Fiona the Black. Um, oh yeah, she's she's a beast on her own as it is, um, and maybe a little wordplay in there, but <laughs> she's you know seven focus, the sixteen defense, fifteen armor, um, reach weapon. I mean, she's not too much there, but like I said, when you start getting into her, she has options. When she has her cultists, so she can choose that uh, living faction or living unit and. Um, they can are now considered samurai, and she can upkeep on them for free, and then can cast through them. So they're arc nodes for her, right? And they don't mm-hmm. take damage, so she can just really reach up the field. Um, you know, whiplash. I haven't really seen that one used as much, though. When an enemy misses with a magic attack, she flings it back at you. Um, although on a short story, I did uh, did use Colgrima. Um, once to attack, and I missed against her, and she flung back my uh, attack back at me, and I was like, that sucked. <laughs> <laughs> um, Uh-oh. <laughs> but yeah, eh, it was all right. Um, and then, uh, well, it's funny, because you have immunity cold anyway, so it's kind of like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just still that I missed. I was like, ah. Um, her main uh, big spell, obviously a lot of people like her for, is Befuddle. So mm-hmm. the range 10, and you can immediately advance a target enemy uh, up to three inches. And so it just has so many practicalities. Um, anywhere from getting hitting someone in the back to separating them from a shield guard to uh, using them on, uh, what, the cast gimps? Um, yeah. You know, they're like, <laughs> I'm going to move you. You're going to touch your own model and then explode because that's the rules. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Then uh, Chastin, which takes out Anami and upkeep spells, Curse of Veils, a negative two armor to something, um, and it does not block line of sight. So I like that one too for the idea if you have a gun line. Hey, you're hiding behind your Colossal, uh, right? That doesn't work anymore, right? Yep. Or no, tar- target model unit. Yeah, target model unit. So. Um, Occultation, so she can give that cultist even stealth if she wanted, or something else better. Um, Again, just huge spell list on her. Uh, Roth's Mercy, so again, you just kind of uh, range attack spell, same with Soulfire. I mean, you can gain some focus points. Anyway, uh, then her feat is enemy models roll one fewer die when making attack and damage rolls while within her control range. So that being on the receiving end of that a few times is so brutal when you have to boost just to get like back onto par yeah i mean trying to hit a defense 13 or even a 12 at that point just becomes like boy i gotta boost to try to hit this now yeah um so with her i put uh two toros as we discussed toros are just beastly jacks um i mean 13 points for an 11.20 with counter charge. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're nice. And a Minuteman. Um, 
going the whole cross-faction route, but I've always enjoyed a minute, man. Uh, just to hop around and disrupt enemy lines. Just They can get into fun places, and with an extended control range, it can be 28 inches away from her. Yeah. Like, it can be on the other side of the field, running around, flak-fielding, and doing all sorts of craziness. Hmm. Uh, then I put uh, Black Bella, another Riot Quest model that had immediate appeal to me. Just... She has two weapon masters, killing spree, duelist, uh, riposte. I can never say that right. Ripos. Basically, riposte. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> French. So many uh, words. <laughs> tired. Um, two Morrowind Archons. Uh, again, just mainly for kind of, they have a good defense swing. They're hard to take off of flags, right? They're, they're pretty stocky models, plus shield guard. Hermit of Henchhold. Hermit's also just cool, um, and he gives the you can get the minus arm buff or even vision. I mean, I just love the idea of being able to hit vision just that one time that you're like, oh man, I didn't play for this attack. Um, Alexius, Mistress of Witchfire, so that's Alexia two on the horse. Mm-hmm. Again, be able to stick out a bunch of thralls for contesting. Uh, Lieutenant Allison Jakes. Um, since we're going all cross faction here, you know, we'll mix it up again with some more Signar. And a swashbuckler um, underneath her. Swashbuckler is just a fun one. He's oh, yeah. pretty cheap, but with dodge and defensive strike. And oh, then yeah. bullet under... dodger, defensive strike, and duelist. Awesome. Yep. Man. Well, and uh, <laughs> and what's great is under Jake's, right? You could put sidekick. So now it's a plus two yeah. defense and can't be knocked down or pushed or placed or done by a slam. So it's a defense 15 with, again, Duelist, dodge, and defensive yep. strike. Yep. So, so it goes to def 17 in melee, and it's only a light jack. Like, he's yes. an eight point light jack. You just stick him next to the flag or in a zone, and you're like, all right, come deal with me. You can't knock right. me over. Yeah. You can't, can't knock me, me over, and I'm def 17. Let's do this. Yeah. Stick him next to some heavies, even. He just kind of like ties you up and says, what? Yeah. <laughs> come on. Um, so, yeah, it's just, that's one fun one. That's one I don't own, though. If I had to put this list together, um, and then a uh, pair of uh, Max Precursor Knights uh, with UAs, um, yep. and the UAs are the rec points. Um, again, mainly because I have Precursor Knights, and they again are just kind of a tough up the field unit, um, especially under feet. They're going to be you know def thirteen under you know probably a shield ball of arm eighteen. I know they're single boxes, but makes them hard to hit. Uh, sacred ward so can't be hit with the enemy spells um and again i love how i they put them in here is because enemy spells whereas before their previous sacred ward right fiona couldn't really help them out at all because you make one unit a a cultist and then again you can oxaltate them i mean you could have a um stealth unit of uh, precursor knights moving up the field or alexia um, oh, I forgot to say the the fun combo too with like Alexia is getting her in range of her Hellfire, um, which is range ten anyway. But if you befuddle something up close enough and then have her be able to hit it, just that more odds on. And uh, what happened to me is my stone got turned around and then oh, in yeah. range of Alexia, and because Hellfire um, removes from play upon boxed, and I don't get to make a tough roll. My stone's gone. I have yep. no more stone. Yep. Uh, I'm gonna 
I'm going to burst your bubble a little bit. Uh, the cultists are living non-Marwan models. So oh, you can't yeah, actually... right. They are the non-Marwan. Yeah, that's the only big, uh, like... I, I've been playing around with trying to put Fiona into Flame in the Dark and just the fact that you, you've only got the Devil Shadow Mutineers or a unit of mechanics as cultists. It was just a little bit tough. Yeah, that's right. Oh, man, see? Looking at it all wrong. Yeah. So, <laughs> now, technically, could you do Alexia? Well, I'd have to get rid of Alexia 2, but Alexia 1... Uh, I because is she technically an undead? I mean, she has undead in her. I think she's uh. technically an undead unit. I think it's kind of like the thing in magic is like if you're undead and living, you're both at the same time. Yeah, all right, fine. That's I how totally, I feel. My, I think... my skills throw down. Oh, I just don't get cultists. All right, no cultists for me, but I'll still, I'll still just pop a precursor knight or whoever else just to yeah. cast a spell anyway, yeah. whatever. Yeah, <laughs> die for the cause. I was just uh, double checking the wording. It does have to be a unit, so you can't pick Black Bella, which correct. would be cool. It's like you just have this Black Bella Def Fifteen Arc yeah. Node running around <laughs> causing mayhem. I mean, yeah, exactly. I mean, you can give her stealth to help her out though, too, to make uh, or even on that swashbuckler. That's a stealth swashbuckler. Just yeah, you know, then you couldn't have sidekick. But hey, <laughs> um. There's a lot of options. I mean, that's mainly why I was having fun with the list is just so many options of, of models and just things you can do, you know. Um, not so much a gun line. It's basically, it's a pure melee going to get in there, but I'm going to kind of yeah. mess with you for a little bit coming in. Did you have any Marwan Archons in there? Yeah, two Marwan Archons. Oh, okay. I just missed them when you said it. Yep. <laughs> um, again, because they're just so stout. <laughs> yeah, they're super good. Um, and they're helping out those precursors. So I guess the idea is, yeah, you're running, you know, one behind each of the precursors. So that's just helping them out a little bit more. Um, so hopefully you can push up feet. They can't do anything. And then you just hack them up. So, yeah. All right, Jeremiah, what's, round us what's out. The... <laughs> oh, go ahead. I was going to say, what's the model that you want to paint? Oh, are you doing that one now? Um, so... Um, I'm going with uh, the Nemo Orb, Nemo Four, um, <laughs> mainly for a number of reasons of Plain Signar works in mercenaries and uh, been working on Convergence Army, so he kind of yep. ticks off a lot of boxes. And yep. I haven't decided what I want to do with them, but I think there's there's some open options in there. I really like Eli's uh, suggestion way back in the when he first came out about uh, trying to do some like translucent uh, projection of a Nemo. Yeah, I think he, so his initial idea was to do it on the Nemo bust, but I think the bust, even the head of the bust, I think is far too big, mm. but you could definitely try and make a, a transparent mold of one of the other Nemo models, one of the older Nemo models or something. Yeah. Hmm. All right. What about you, Jeremiah? What's your second list? Um, I went with Strange Bedfellows, and I built the list with Aurora. Okay. Aurora 1 or Aurora 2? Aurora 1. Okay. I was just kind of looking at her and 
and looking at some of the things that she can do and built the uh, the list more of a kind of a recursion kind of thing going on okay and um and i wanted to use some new toys and so there's some new toys in the list as well mm-hmm. but um but i learned a lesson from playing Thexus over and over again when when you're building a list with Thexus, uh his um his warjack points is 29 um, and two wreckers is 28 points. And, and you don't want to like add any more because you want to have as many dredges as possible with Texas, right? You yeah. want to flood, flood the table. So you leave one point on the table is what you really do. You don't, you don't get ever get to spend it. And so when I was looking at Aurora and I was kind of looking at what she wants to do, she doesn't really want to have a large battle group. And so I chose, um, I decided to do that same kind of thing and um, just two Mariners. And so yeah. they're just, they're just going to sit back and they have, you know, if they're in a weird spot, you know, there's apparition because she has field marshal um, apparition for her war jacks. But, um, but like they don't need any focus from her. They're just going to shoot their one shot or whatever. And, um, and and so that way she can spend all of her attention helping out her list. And um, so so the rest of the list is um, a unit uh, or not a unit, but attunement servitors, uh, an Enigma foundry, and a void archon because I just want to use it. Uh, I'm not exactly sure if it'll be helpful. I know it gains swift vengeance um, due to the theme, so maybe that could be helpful. Uh, my requisition points are all Clockwork Angels, so three units of them. I got a unit of Mechanothralls and uh, with a Bruthal attachment because I had two points. Um, and then um, and then the Necrosurgeon with Stitch Thralls. Hmm. And and there's a, there's a reason here for that um, because they help the Mechanothralls with the whole recursion thing, yeah. just like the Enigma Foundry helps with the Angels. Um, but um, but the Nemo Four uh, helps with all of them. So <laughs> so <laughs> I got Nemo Four in here, and um, and I gave him uh, gave him a Firefly, and then and then because I do love um, fast cavalry stuff, I, there's a max unit of Soul Hunters in there too. So mm. yeah, so there's a nice mix of. You know, convergence and mercenary and Crix models in here. Yeah, and um, nice. just having had a little bit of fun with that. Um, and yeah, I gave him. Did I say I gave him a Firefly. I gave him. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, I like the Firefly. It's it's good. It's yeah. good. good for the so, points. Electrical boost them. Like all the recursion, yeah. you got three sources of recursion going on. That's right. Yeah. 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 It won't be good for me on clock since I play so slow. <laughs> but... <laughs> But you know, well, we could we could be fun. So and and what are you uh, putting your fairy dust on and making flying? Uh, that, yeah, that's the, a good question. Um, or are you thinking of Aurora too? You're thinking of Aurora too. Yeah, well, no, it. no, because she has yeah, but, the the Aerogenesis. Yeah. So it's friendly the, faction warrior models units. Oh, is it warrior? Yeah, it's warrior models. It's that's everything. Yeah. They yeah. get plus two. Oh yeah, plus two it's movement. Just warrior light during. Okay, yeah, okay. But yeah, it's you're, friendly. You're, you're so thinking of Aurora too. They get to make a jack fly. Yeah, 
Um, okay. Yeah, I forget. Is in Strange Bedfellows are they considered friendly faction? Is everything considered friendly or no? I believe it's friendly faction for the faction they're playing in. If I remember right. Yeah. Yeah. Let's see if I can put you on the spot here. Yeah. I'm I'm on the page right now. Um. All models in this army are considered to be. I just started reading that. <laughs> yeah. Convergence and mercenary models. There you go. So you know, yeah. you could have your flying uh, soul hunters. Yeah, yeah. that's right. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Flying plus Calvary. two. Plus two movement and flying. That's uh-huh. right. So, <laughs> yeah. But to answer the last question, which model I want to paint the most, um, I, I actually really like the the way that the wings like i've i'm only looking at um art rendition i actually haven't seen anything else for this but aurora 2 i i love the the pattern of the wings oh yeah and and i'm like that looks awesome and challenging and has the potential to really just stand out so that's actually the and i know that she's like convergence model not a mercenary model but that's <laughs> yeah. yeah, okay she so, yeah reminds me of like she's, a butterfly she's a mercenary model in this theme force yeah, that's <laughs> what i'm thinking about so. <laughs> she's both actually she i think she is a mercenary convergence warcaster let me double check yeah, she's you're... a mer- she's a mercenary warcaster with partisan conversion. So you're good. You're fine. So I'm good. All yeah. right. I'm yeah. at the re- I'm at the requirements. Yeah. Yeah, you're good. All right. Right. Everyone's gonna join the cult of Cyrus. Yeah. <laughs> Chad, did you share the model that you wanted to paint? Yeah. I I'm sorry. I mentioned it quick in passing. Um, it is Ashland two which was the That's second right. list that I built. That's right. Yeah. I remember. Cause she's a super cool model. Uh, I think uh, she's really interesting. I feel like Ashlyn one's sculpt. They've never quite gotten totally right. Like the first sculpt was one of the really early sculpts. So it's, it's not that good. Um, they did a re-release of her where she's like standing on the little steps with the flag and pointing her sword is much better than the original sculpt. Uh, but it's still just the proportions just look a little bit off. Um, and then the the statue, the Ashland of Liberty, that's the uh, the Monpok model where she is uh, she's the replacement for the Statue of Liberty. Um, that one is also close, but just not quite there. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I feel like this Ashland two model really, really hits the mark for her as a character. Uh, it's a great pose. It's a great sculpt. Uh, she's got this, you know, this giant claymore that she's holding. Um, it's a really cool model and I'm, I'm looking forward to painting it up. I actually, I have it. It's in my box of shame with some other unassembled models, but I'm looking, <laughs> I'm looking forward to assembling her and painting her up. Maybe now that I've got some of this uh, protectorate stuff, um, if I can somewhere down the line, pick up a couple of units of thorn gun mages, then I might uh, throw that list together and, and put it nice. on the table yeah. eventually. Yeah. I'm going to have to do a little shopping to be able to play my list. I'm going to have to get a gas before, which I was going to get anyway for Oz. Yeah. And then, and then a Nemo for me. 
um, and then just borrow some of Oz's stuff to be able yeah. to round out the list. But yeah. I think I got everything. No, I no, actually, I don't have the Mariners. I don't have those anymore. Yeah, you have my Mariner. I do. Yeah, it's it's stripped and unassembled. Yeah. <laughs> you can you can probably have it back because I don't. <laughs> I don't, I don't I'm know when I'm going to use it. Well, I don't know when I'm going to use it, so hang on to it. <laughs> I'm I'm still in scorn for the time being. Yeah. So. I uh, I'm torn if I want to do my old paint scheme for Protectorate when I played them years and years ago, or if I want to adapt them to the mercenary scheme that I picked, which is the Crixbane base for the primary armor color with the molten bronze for all of the, uh, the edging with the coal black as the secondary color, I think could look really, really good on like all of the protectorate stuff. If I'm going to primarily play them in mercenaries, but I, I mean, with the stuff that I picked up recently, I do have a 75 point exemplar interdiction list that I can put onto the table. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, so I don't know if I want to do the old scheme that I did, which was I used Menoth white highlight. Is it highlighter base? Let me look at the bottle real because I don't remember. I think I want to um, challenge you a little bit here. Menoth white highlight and then a Griffin sepia wash over to it and it makes it look yeah. really nice. I think I think I'd love to I'd love to see you paint something without coal black. <laughs> <laughs> or Mage Hunter green. <laughs> yeah. Or Amethyst Rose. Amethyst Rose. Out of the new yeah. Oh, yeah. But Amethyst Rose is so good. Oh, it's so beautiful. Yeah. No. Oh, you can use rock. all the coal black you want. I just <laughs> I just want to I wanted a poke. So no, that's Speaking totally fine. I am yeah. I am guilty of using it just about any chance I can. <laughs> it's fair. Hey, why don't we move to the hobby table? What uh, what's going on with you guys? Yeah, what, are you building? what are you painting? What are you working on, Dan? Uh, I uh, am slowly, very slowly working on a few things the last couple of weeks. It's just been madness. But uh, my Loki and Hella for MCP, I'm calling pretty close to done and be- until I uh, decide to black line them or put some more shading on them. Um, yeah. They look good enough. And then uh, my Doc Ock is, is almost there. I'm working on, I was kind of working on trying to figure out non-metallic metal in this paint style on his arms, but mm. I might, yeah, I don't know. It's not quite there. I'm not getting the exact look I really want. So I might just kind of do something simpler and just, again, kind of call it good. It, yeah. It's perfectly tabletop playable and maybe come back to it another day. Yeah. Um, but other than that, yeah, it's, uh, I've put maybe maybe an hour or two in. So, <laughs> well, I, um, I recently decided to start a craft world's army. Uh, now that I got my <laughs> stimulus check, I've got a little bit of extra. It's it's small. It's a small force. It's going to be a small grow uh-huh. for things. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. It starts. Yeah, uh-huh. but uh, I picked up, I picked up a unit of dire Avengers from work. Uh, so I just actually got done assembling those. They're much smaller than what I'm used to because they're the 25 millimeter scale basing. Um, and then I picked up all of this protectorate stuff, which I'm going to wait. So what it was is the, the old all-in-one box that has various and a handful of things. And then the Mark II protectorate battle box from one of our locals who was getting rid of uh, some of his stuff. Uh, and then I ordered the exemplar theme box 
uh, through work because we can I can still get those plus I get my cool employee discount. So I picked up a 75 point list of exemplar interdiction for not a huge load on the pocket. And uh, so I've got all of that stuff, but I, I'm not going to start assembling to paint it yet because I don't have a good place to put it. So I'm thinking like I might have to make a trip out to Ikea and get one of their display cases that they have so that I can start transferring some stuff out of my bags um, and put them onto display so that I can rotate some other models in because I've already got like, honestly, I've already got three, like three large battle foam bags that are full of all of my circle. One of them's got my song of ice and fire stuff in it. Uh, and then mm. I've got the, the bit of mercenary stuff like in another bag. And I, I still have, I still have a bunch of other circle stuff. That's not even in bags because I just don't have the right foam for it all. Because I own everything in Circle plus duplicates of some stuff. So, mm. but as far as uh, painting and things, uh, I want to toot my horn a little bit because I already completed my goal for the year, which was finish fully painting one faction. <laughs> because I finished all of the Death Guard stuff that I had, which was about <laughs> 75, 75 models. Uh, they are all fully painted and based. And it's like that's pretty over, impressive. That's it's nice. like over two thousand points worth of stuff, so it's a pretty sizable force. And uh, I took it into work because it's a lot of it is also kind of the store um, store display stuff, uh, and I have it on display on our tall table up at the front of the store around some cool terrain. And I plastered the internet with some pictures because that's how you prove you do anything these days. <laughs> Congrats! Make sure it didn't happen, right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so the I've been working I've been working a lot on those recently. It was thirty poxwalkers. I've complained about multiple times on here. I had another eighteen plague marines. I had uh, a couple of terminators and a handful of some other bigger models and stuff that I needed to finish working on. And then I had to bring everything back home to get everything based with. Uh, I just used some of the like Agrillian Earth uh, technical paint which uh, when it dries it looks like wet mud uh, and then I went back and I repainted all of the rims so that it's nice and clean nice so I just I just re-blacked all of the rims so that it all looks nice and clean with coal black no <laughs> no <laughs> with the mar black yeah yeah right on right on Wow. What, have you uh, gotten, have you been able to get any hobbying done, Jeremiah? I know that you guys finally got your house back in order and you're kind of working on uh Well, we're still getting our house back in order. It's been a slow slog. Yeah. Um but um uh I was able to uh trade all of that extra scoring that I had and I got a bunch of flames of war tanks because oh, cool. I need another game. Um, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> hey, man i I picked up two I picked up two new armies in the past like two and a half weeks. So yeah, yeah, because because so, that's what I needed to do. Exactly. Um, <laughs> no, so so my hobby space or not my my hobby space, but my my personal space is less less cluttered at the moment. That's good. Um, regarding um, actual hobby time, no, 
last two weeks uh, have been pretty brutal for a few other reasons. So, um, so no, uh, no hobby time, but uh. yeah, it's okay. Um, I'm kind of jealous looking at everyone taking advantage of their, of their time right now to be able to do some hobbying and, you know, they're posting their picks and, and, uh, I, uh, spend most of my days working stuck behind a computer. So yeah, it's kind of a, a weird season for me. I was talking about with my friend who's, uh, he, he owns his own business and as well. And, uh, and, and he has been working seven days a week just because everyone is off work and they're, and the kind of services that he provides, they want now because they have time to do the things that they want to do with the things that he does. And so he's like, so he's like raking because he's, because he's making money now, you know, versus, yeah. which is, which is kind of contrary to uh, the season because most people are without money and, 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 you know, and not being able to do stuff like that. But I don't know. It's just a, it's kind of a weird thing. Like, yeah. So that's my story. That's... <laughs> yeah. But well, uh, hopefully we can I... get some more hobbing in. Yeah. All of yeah. us. Yeah. I will. I'll catch up. I'll, I'll get it in. Oh, I, won't, I won't catch up to you, but I'll get some hobby time in. <laughs> so. Oh, man. I'm still, I'm still like leagues behind uh perry who has already hammered out like 500 points worth of models this year and it's only april like (laughs) that guy's just a madman there's some pretty prolific painters in our community yeah yeah to be fair uh, his wife is supporting his painting because uh he's painting her army right (laughs) yeah (laughs) i think i think he's done with her retribution i haven't asked him recently project that he's working um I'm not sure. I don't know if he yeah. has moved. I know he was going to be doing um, a certain paint scheme for his friend uh, for some Crucible Guard stuff. Uh, his friend is getting back into the game and picked Crucible Guard. So he's doing cool. A, a cool Borderlands themed paint scheme for them. But I'm not sure if he started on it yet. But I'm very excited to see how it turns out. It looks like it, it sounds like it's going to be really cool. Nice. Very cool. Very cool. Well, I think uh, we should probably wrap up this episode. Uh, I just want to thank our listeners for hanging out with us tonight. Uh, it's nighttime for us. Who knows what time it'll be when you're listening to this episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, I hope that the stay-at-home orders are lifted uh, soon and in a healthy pace so that some of us can see our friends again and play some games in real life because uh, I know that all of us are missing that. Um, if you like what we're doing and you want to support our show, tell your friends about us and have them listen to us while they paint their armies. Uh, if you want to join the conversation, uh, jump on our Discord. Uh, you can find all the links for everything at our website, which is spellstormminiatures.com. And, uh, and of course, uh, if you listen to us on one of those cool podcasts and apps and if you feel like giving us a five-star rating or whatever the good one is, we'd appreciate it. Other than that, have a good night, everyone.
Thank you.